Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Thursday, December 8th, 8th, 8th. In this episode, we will review the entire round of 16, discuss the end of Ronaldo and all the narratives that are going on, and preview the quarterfinals. Oh my God, this thing's almost over. But first, Mike, what is your big takeaway from the round of 16? Do you have some heaps for us? No, uh, I, I <laughs> no, think no that it's, I, well, I think uh, I'm happy for Morocco. I think that for Spain to not score a goal in 120 minutes and three penalties is remarkable. Um, yes, they parked the bus, right? Let's be very clear about what they did, right? But but, um, good, but it was, it was, it was heroic for bus them. parking. Good for them. Uh, really, really valiant effort, fun game. Uh, I loved the Moroccan keeper talking shit before the penalties. Very Emmy Martinez-ish. Copa America. Uh, Loved that. So that's my big takeaway, right? That's the headline for me, is that not so much that Spain are out, but that Morocco is back in the quarter. Not back in the quarter. They're in the quarters. Um, Everything else pretty chalky. Um, And and obviously the nod to Japan, who put up probably the most valiant fight of any loser uh in yeah. the in the round of 16 so hat off to yeah. them uh god bless yeah. them somebody in our whatsapp group and which by the way is super fun uh you should join that if you're listening uh we have it in the um the description yeah, you gotta, of the show you, gotta, you gotta contact us because we get a lot of uh nigerian princes uh oh, there's, well yeah. if you guys want to make so much money really fast anyway that's not the point <laughs> um yeah it's uh Somebody made the point that um, I can remember who it was that they said they kept they didn't go down very easily. They were very valiant and almost to a detriment. Uh, and you fucking just hate to see that. But um, yeah. that you hate to see that it doesn't it, that it hurts them doing the right thing. But yeah, um, yeah, one of the one of the one of the more enjoyable teams to watch in the tournament. One of the teams that cost me a shit ton of money. Um, <laughs> Japan is no longer so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of no longer, uh, our beloved U.S. men's national team uh, bows out to the Netherlands in a game that they were right in, that they could have won. Um, you know, Pulisic has, for my money, the best chance of the game of probably either team early, five minutes in, uh, duffs it. I from, I thought for sure he was offside. I didn't even move, in fact, when he shot it. Um, <laughs> the far man was keeping him on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a it's a bag of what ifs for the U.S., and it always feels like that, right? 2014 was <laughs> no, like that, too, with Wondolowski, but – um in just, 2010 just it just yeah i just it's it, there's not the despair you usually feel right there's a there's no it's, it's a na- it's a it's a name brand loss it's like it's the dutch it's van gaal oh, sure. it was a little bit of a bridge too far you know I, I mean can we can we fault the goals right dest sorry Adams on the first, not tracking. That was um, the most shocking thing to me of the whole tournament. Yeah. I think he they could probably burnt out and then dest yeah. on the third the sec, but they were really, I mean, the Dutch goal was like bing, bang, boom, bam, bam, boom, boom. Oh, and course, um, yeah. Van Gaal got a lot of credit and he actually hammered, he hammered because you know how Van Gaal is always very honest. He hammered Brawlhalter. First, he raised them pregame and the post, he's like, we knew exactly what they were going to do and they never adapted. I was like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so. So and Van yet, Gaal and yet, they could have been they could have been two 0 down at half. Oh, so sure, sure. But I listen, the, the Netherlands the is not just... a good cl- side. They're a they're a historical side. But they were a name brand that you could have added to your your bedpost. You could have you could have knocked them off. So yeah, but it's when, unfortunate. Well, but when they wanted to play, they got through the U.S. and then they sort of sat deep. But I think the thing right. that's really fascinating for me, and I know this is obvious, and maybe I'm naive and dumb and weird, and I don't get it. It's just you are. 
yeah. The tactics and the way people play is just completely different than club. And just like, I don't think that you can play offensive, strict offensive, beautiful game, tiki-taka stuff and and win. I think you've got to be the... Yeah, Brazil can, but they're also stout defensive and they have they go three deep and four deep. And that's philosophically, that's what they do. But just like you have to be defensive, you have to be solidity first. And guys like Deschamps, who you're just like, can you just take the handbrake off of France? And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Right, or right. or England, when you're like, can you just take the handbrake off of England? No, 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 no. We're, we're not giving up shit. That's it. You know, you think, I think about there's two reasons for that, but then you think about Germany who are like trying to play and they just get hit on the break. Yeah. Cause they're not yeah, solid. Think, enough. Right. Okay. And so you hit on one of them. I think there's two reasons for that. A it's not club football. You can't choose who is on your team. Realistically. Right. Right. Uh, so that's right. a huge piece of it. Uh, in so much as you sort of kind of can with the dual nationals and all that shit, but um, you can't go out and get somebody like, ah, oh, we need a holding midfielder. You can't yeah, to go change out our get... view. You're just like, you have, you you know how I always make that line? It's like, y'all, you're you're only as good as your weakest link. You have to literally play to your weakest link. Like, yes. no, we literally don't have good central defense. Even though we have all these attackers, we cannot play that way. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, I mean, look look at the U.S. We just don't have a striker. We've never, ever, well, no. since Brian McBride, never had a striker, right? And, and he so- was just a poachery kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 10-goal uh, guy in the Premier so, League, which is pretty so- good. You you don't have that piece. That yeah. is for me what our downfall was. We we had other issues. I'm not saying we're flawless by any stretch, but yeah. If you have a striker, I, you're much more. I, I do I do want to give credit to, and I, and I think I said this in my preview. You, you weren't able to be there. It was just like Sargent is actually good. I think that's the sort of thing I take from it. Is just considering what our options are. Really, not that he's good. He's a world class, but he ran the channels. He pressed defenses back. He held up the ball, and what I noticed in the game was there were a couple of times when we'd get down the wing or try and make throw a ball, and there's nothing that could stick. There was yeah. nobody to sort of like just be a presence the same way like he could become a shit Giroud, right? As I sort of think about it, like Giroud just let just basically set the record for goals for France. He's nobody's business of a great striker, but he runs the channels. When he gets mm-hmm. chances, he finishes, and he mm-hmm. allows all the Dembele's and he allows all that other stuff to happen because he's just like, okay, these two center backs is this giant, most Adonis, Adonis person there. You have to respect him. He's making runs. He's putting pressure on. And I thought Sargent did that well. And I think in the England game, it, it showed. And especially in the Iran game, he was putting himself around, getting into the corners, getting to the byline and just generally being there. And I think, you know, as a city fan, having Holland now and not having him before that shit matters. And he's, I think he gets my nod as like the underrated performer for the team simply by him getting pulled out. You could see the difference. And Ferreira was just, was, wasn't ready. Yeah. He just yeah. didn't provide that. It, it it makes me sad going back into the, the club, the team, right? Like you could tell Weston didn't have it. He was still struggling through something. Um, oh, they were all done. Yeah, yeah, and 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 um, uh, Jedi towards the end was on fumes. He made a mistake for the third goal. They, you know what? I don't and, even him call and, it a him mistake. And, yeah, but him hurt. and Reem got confused, and they kind of just didn't. They didn't pick up Dumfries on the right, other side. Right. They both uh, no, went to the striker, and it's just like, and Reem's like, 
what are you doing, dude? But yeah, <laughs> why but, are but you he, here? He's and he's playing hurt. He's trying to st- yeah, struggle through it, and it yeah. was just one of those where it was like he's gonna get beat. Um, you know, it was funny when when we scored the second, uh, the first goal, or when we scored our goal. Oh, what to a make it two one? The only thing, you, the only thing you could guarantee was that it wasn't gonna end two one. You didn't know which way it was gonna go. We gave um, it up so quickly after that too. That's the thing that yeah. made me think the Dutch had a gear and had a plan for all that. I think Van Gaal really shows, you know, a lot of these national team coaches are are all vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just yeah. like kind of just play defensive and kind of are positive guys the way Southgate is. But Van Gaal's no joke, right? This guy is a guy who's won the Champions League, guy who's built teams, guy who's, you know, one as much as United fans want to shit on him, they won the FA Cup with him. You know, they didn't like it. They didn't like what they saw. But guy took that Dutch team that kicked lumps out of Spain. <laughs> they kicked fucking. They just kicked Alonso in the chest. Um, took them I to the final. You, <laughs> I bet you, United fans, since Van Van Hall has left, if they before Ten Hag, if yeah. you would have asked them who the best manager since um, since Sir, Sir Alex left, it's Van Hall. I mean, Mourinho had an 81 point season, but it was ugly. Yeah, but they just they just hated him, right? They hated Van Hall because he wasn't uh, Sir Alex. They hated right. they hated Jose because yeah. he's Jose. Yeah. But, anyway, so U.S. takeaways, you know, I think Adams, the team, I think they played well. I think you know, and now we're yeah. in a, another phase where Burhalter is up for a contract. Mm-hmm. He's looking at club teams. I think he's gonna go for Europe. Maybe sure the, the, so. the U.S. men's national team job does open, and I think the best option. And I know this sounds controversial. I don't think it's gonna be Marsh. I think it's Jim Curtin from uh, Philadelphia Union. Okay, really, Why really so? good coach. Really good with young players. Has had four years in a row of growth with that team. And I do think I've come around on this. I do think it has to be an American coach. I don't think you can go international. I don't think you can, you can do that to start your program and kind of get your team expectations. But I think there has to be an Americanness to it. Uh, I think Marshall stay at Leeds. That's the only reason you if Marshall is available. Is... You... Yeah. I think Marshall yeah, stays no. at Leeds. My expectation is that in the next two years, Marsh gets fired because, because oh, yeah, because the team's not good enough. Right. And, and, and what I'm saying is if we've got f- not four, two years until qualification yeah. starts to matter. Right. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we're, we're automatically, in automatically, though. we're yeah. automatically in. Yeah. yeah so it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, and another thing, if we weren't automatically in the field is expanding, we're in it, Like It's not a problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, so sure. I think if you lose Burhalter, you have a caretaker and you just wait and you just see for about a year plus you get some guy I, I don't know. to I like, cut his I like- teeth. Yeah, let fucking Landon Donovan do it. I don't care, right? Because because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe for... they do let the, maybe they do let Donovan do it for all I know. Yeah, sure, I, I don't. I don't think that's. A, let me be very clear on record. I don't think that's a good. He's idea. He's been but, the coach of uh, of my team, uh, San Diego Loyal. I'm very very familiar with Landon Donovan as a coach. We gave up more second half goals than any team I've ever seen, <laughs> and we fit, we did lead the league in goals. Uh, but you know, we did lose at the first at the first hurdle to the champions of the well, look, I mean, USL. Uh, my point is, is that it could be me and you tag team in the fucking position. Yeah, yeah, it's not we'll going to matter. It, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so do you think Jesse Marsh is has looking for a job in the next three years? Because I do. 
Yeah, yeah, but maybe he wants club. Maybe he, maybe he's not the right guy. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just if yeah. if it's not Marsh, I think Curtin is the next up and coming young coach. I sure. know it sounds crazy sure. for me to talk. Maybe it's Chirindolo. Maybe he leaves LAFC. I could see that. He yeah. wants to do that. You know, coming off a championship. Anyway, I think we we put a bow on the U.S. men's national team. Um, a positive experience overall. The guys get a lot of learnings from this i think we know i think institutionally we know the u.s is not ready maybe they may never win a world cup in our lifetime but i think you know we go into 26 with a clear goal of of progression into a quarterfinal into a semifinal which i think is an option especially if our players go a rung higher if if Mm -hmm. adams is now in a champions league team week on a week out uh, we know McKenney already is. If we find in the next three years we have a young defender who is just lights out, uh, you know, I think in 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 our keeper in Turner we have a good keeper. Uh, he may want to leave. Though. He may that's okay. He may yeah. want to leave Arsenal and go to a championship team, and and maybe he'll just take Zach Steffen's job at Middlesbrough because he's not even playing. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but I thought he, I thought he was good. He made really good saves. His distribution was fine. I thought he was great. Um, yeah. And then one, you know there, there may be growth in Sargent. He may be that fifteen goal scorer. He could be when if 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 Norwich get promoted or they want to sell him on if they don't make it and they need to make money. He'll he'll be that guy who's in that group of strikers in that teams fifteen to twenty five of England, right? That yeah. bot, that middle ten group where it's just yep. like Josh Sargent. He gets a run and he has a Bamford like season. And he has a seventeen goal season. Yeah. It could happen. Right? Yeah, I could see that. One last um, uh, parting note on the U.S. And I said this in our very first World Cup preview episode. Um, I want to caution that World Cup progress is not linear, right? No. I said that um, just because the U.S. did something this time doesn't really mean shit for 2026. They played well, though. They no, 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 no. Well no again. Of course. But but the expectation is, okay, we did this. Now we'll go one better. No, it's it's, it's like the that. goal. It's the goal setting, of course. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're automatically at the no. rung that we got to this time. No. Right? There may be a consolidation um, where we don't get out of the group. Well, and now I'll back that one. I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack one second, like I said before, and say we're going to get out of the group because the group is going to be shit and we're going to be a pot one team. Yeah, right. Yeah, We're yeah. going to have that advantage. We're going to it, the and the, the the groups are going to be diluted. So my expectation is not even the round of thirty two. My expectation is getting back to the round of sixteen mm, for twenty twenty six. That's mm. that's my because of thinking about how the tournament's going to be laid out. And how we're going to be a host nation, which means we're going to get a, get a good draw 95% yeah. of the time, right? Yeah. So um, we're going to get a good group. And my, and hopefully, a, I don't know how the knockout stages are going to be. Uh, yeah, I think it's, un, it's unclear. They're assuming threes, but it sounds like people are just like, this three, this four team three thing was really cool. Maybe we can find another way. Anyway, um, let us go to... Spain, Morocco, because that was the biggest upset. Mm-hmm. Not a great game per se, but huh. we just have to talk about two things. Let's let's start with Spain. Let me just give you a stat. Are you ready for a crazy I'm stat? Ready. Yeah. Spain made 1,088 passes at 89% accuracy. How many shots on target did they have? One. One. How many shots did they take? 13. Yeah. That's just, I mean, you think about a team that didn't want the ball in Morocco. You just let Spain, they just went backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. Somebody 
Shoot the goddamn ball. I don't understand this Spanish thing. They've they've got this philosophical thing. And and Luis Enrique was even saying it like, and, and same thing with Rodri. They're brainwashed into this like, oh, we played well. You did not play well if you just went one side to the other side. This is not playing well. You did not threaten Morocco. Morocco, you got to go after them. They're not sitting there to hang out. Throw the ball, go over the top, do something that's not nothing. They did nothing, and they didn't deserve to win. That's my take on Spain. You've got to change it up. This is the this is the Pep Guardiola problem, right? When Pep would drive me nuts and City would have those games, he'd be like, oh, they didn't score in the first 15 minutes. We're going to be fucking around for the next hour. More the Barcelona Pep when he yeah. when he sort of – that wow. actually spread to Spain and had us frozen in that version of Spain. But you've uh, got to put the ball in behind. Like, what? where are the runners? Where is Torres? Where the fuck are these guys? Can you get to the byline? What is Spain's? What do you think is Spain's fatal flaw? They don't have a striker. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. They have no, Torres. But- they have Olmo. They have all of and and they have all these star wingers. What did that look an awful lot like to you? It looked like City. It looked like City pre Holland. Yeah, but it looked like but, City but, playing Crystal but, Palace. But, but City, <laughs> but City, City would get to the byline, and there would be sometimes mm-hmm, a guy mm-hmm. would get to the box, and 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 De Bruyne would shoot, and and we won the league, and you know went to the semifinal, and had Spain, and had Madrid dead to rights until the fucking God came and destroyed my soul, uh, but without a striker, right? Like there were yeah. guys that would do things; they would get to the byline. You'd have Raheem in the back post. They had crosses that got smashed across the box. There's nobody there. Like, what are you doing? Get to the back post. Like, these are things that, like, you have to know. You have to have a football brain. And I know this sounds crazy, like I'm some kind of genius. But if someone's about to cross the ball, you got to get to the back post because that's where the goals go in. Like, yeah. even I know that. I'm no right. I'm no fucking genius. And Ferran Torres, for who thought he was hot shit, was like, oh, I'm going to leave City. And City made a lot of money out of him. Uh, you just did not get any stock. You went to Barca, and now you're shit for Spain. And Morocco, while they had a great game plan and defense, they haven't given up any goals, and Bono was great, and all that is fine. And Ziyech and all those French-trained players, because France just puts everyone on to the World Cup, they didn't have to do that much. They just had to be solid, not make mistakes, and let, you know, it was like a rope-a-dope. Like, go ahead, we'll play for penalties. I don't care you're going to miss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and then like we said, getting back to uh, at the top of the show, getting back to, to the keeper um, Bono. Yeah. Well, he I plays in Spain. He knows them. Yeah. And he just, yeah. he just stared them down and said, I know where you're going. The, you're other thing, the other thing was, is, and I think this is an interesting part. It's just like, as the teams go out, the, Arab countries are rallying around the Arab teams. And so that was a home game and it was loud Mm -hmm. and all of them got behind Morocco. It's like, are you a Muslim team? Is there a freaking star and a moon on your goddamn flag? (laughs) You were with you, brother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so Morocco got that backing and, and I think, you know, that was interesting and they're going to, they're going to have a home game uh, against, you know, in, in the quarterfinals for sure. Uh, I wouldn't against Portugal. That is going to be tough for Portugal, but they're playing way above their head. Ziek was good. The penalties were good. And then I think there's like this scourge. I think 
Ivan Tony has got everyone thinking that you can just do a slow walk up. And I talked about it in the WhatsApp group. You just got to go old school when in doubt. Just hit it hard. Just run and fucking slam it. I mean, yeah. Omo came. I was it Omo. I don't. Well, everybody's guys, afraid of missing. Post. Everybody's afraid. Not just missing the penalty, missing the net. Right. Yeah. Just like, everybody's afraid of skying it. You. Uh, I mean. Okay. Do you guys not practice this shit? Like, of course because you do. The you only can't, way can't be practiced. The only well, no. The the nerves of that situation can't be can't be replicated. Of course. Right. But the only way you can like. I, I almost feel like, and I don't have stats to back this up. I'm talking strictly out of my ass, yeah. but it's the percentage chance. I guess going into a penalty, you probably have about a 70, 70 to 75%. Chance. The number is 70%. Okay. So I'm not talking all the way out of my ass. Uh, so then if you were to go to the slow run up and basically take one of your weapons as a shooter away, which is velocity, right? You, I got to think that 70 becomes a 40 right like <laughs> yeah. well yeah you're taking away you you've just got to have a side and just nail it just and if go he knows your side just hammer it if he anyway. knows it if he knows it it still could go through him right yeah, like exactly if, exactly. if what you're saying is uh, you know if i take the velocity part off of the yeah. off of the attempt you're basically saying it's a 50 50 chance yeah yeah right and the penalties have been awful and we yeah, can right jump to the other too. to the other penalty game Japan, which was much more heroic, they were really in the game against Croatia. They both teams kind of shut it down and were just like, you know what? Neither of us are scoring in this thing. Let's just we're do gonna, it the old we're just way. let's just let's just do it the old fashioned <laughs> way. But Japan's really went poorly as well, and the Croatians obviously narrative is oh they're veterans oh it's Modric Modric wasn't on the pitch <laughs> they took no he wasn't he wasn't uh, but but Modric was a boss as usual and Croatia continues to be underestimated. I think the interesting thing about Croatia is last time they went through three different penalty shootouts or extra time at least to win games. They just have the nous. They've got something in them. I think when you have there's something about a midfielder that really can control a game a lot more than a striker in a weird way. Because Modric is he's deep. He's taking things off defense. He's moving in, the, you know, he's in the midfield. He gets in the final third. That idea that he's much more involved in things and can affect the game in different ways. Those extra touches around the corner that make yeah. there be a break, the well, taking of free kicks. No, but I mean, they're just, they're just so many more touches, so much more influence. Yeah, yeah you have so much more control, right? Like yeah, yeah. The, the striker is a finisher, yeah. the, the, the headline, yeah. right? But the, um, the striker is the, the, if it's a car, the striker is the color paint that it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and the the midfielder, the central midfielder, is the engine, right? Yeah, so he's fantastic. And him and Kovacic are just I got a great car around. in my garage. Yeah, they're just no so fucking good. no engine, right? The header, the header from your boy Perisic was incredible. Oh, in love him. Love he's him. like so. I read something like he's so good in World Cups, it makes you think that he's the greatest player of all time. But he's only okay for Spurs. And it's pretty. We, good. We can we could jump around. I mean, we have we have a kind of order of operations that we were going on, but I do want to I do want to touch on. Uh, let's talk. Let's go to Argentina. Argentina are all about Messi. Messi scores the goal. Um, you know, I have a, I have my one comment for Australia is they gave up two goals. One of them is like you're Australia. You have Matty Ryan in goal, who was fired by Graham Potter at yeah. uh, at Brighton because he couldn't play out from the back, and you play out from the back. 
What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're Australia. Just don't do that. Yep. So this is a pet peeve of of many and all. You just don't. Just don't. You're. <laughs> Can I, it's one Julian thing Alvarez about, all over his ass. Like, what uh, are you doing? <laughs> one thing I'm surprised about uh, as it pertains to Argentina is there's not more of a groundswell for pro Messi. Um, I was expecting that. I feel that. Uh, that's the I'm well in a weird way. I'm glad the U.S. isn't playing them on Friday, so I can be like, go mess. I, I want Messi to to take down Netherlands, Brazil, and you know what? I want him to beat a Ronaldo this Portugal in the final. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm pulling for him. I the reason why, and you and you know this, it, my thing about Messi is, is I'm a Messi guy. The narrative around Maradona, I understand he's more famous. I understand all that. Can we really just admit that he's living off three minutes of footage from 1986? I mean. It's he's frozen in time. I'm sure that, you know, you get all these stories. I'm just like, I get it. I understand that. I have seen every single one of Messi's games. Like the amount of footage we have is he doesn't get to be a legend. He gets to see we saw everything. And, you know, you'd have all these shows when Messi would score an incredible goal in that peak sort of 2009 through 15, I guess. We're just like, I don't have any more words to say about him. Because we've said everything. Whereas Maradona gets to be frozen as this flawed cocaine George Best bad boy. Oh, look at poor old Maradona being weird. The guy had no yeah. cartilage in his face. I mean, he's like five years from becoming Artie Lang. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, but but he's lovable and charming and he's religious and you know, he has that. I get it. I don't I didn't watch it enough. I can't say I'm sure the feelings of it of watching a World Cup and seeing him run through the English defense that we've seen a million times and the hand of God and all these things. But I just, there's no way that he was better than Messi. None, zero, not none possible. whatsoever. Right. Um, there's just none. It's not possible. But yeah, there's I'm, no I'm way. Excited. That... I'm excited for them. I think they're going to take the Netherlands, um, but let's. Yeah, they, sh they should. But Van Gaal is going to use everything he can. He's going to sure. do Passchendaele. He's gonna he's gonna open up the dikes. He's gonna flood the pitch. He's gonna do what the Dutch would do if they were at war. He's gonna make sure it's market garden like the Germans and open up all the things so that when the paratroopers come in, they land in the water and drown. That's my World War II reference. I have some World War. I have some older ones when we get to France, England. That's I've got some old school uh, um, stuff. Well, let's start. <laughs> let's start talking about that. I think um, you know England gave the people what they wanted. They smashed Senegal from from start to finish. Harry Kane again was good. Was good. Man the team match. was good. They, he's just uh, he's on. everything it, to this team. It's he's, and, and England fans are starting to be forced <laughs> to admit that he's the best player. Did you actually listen had. to the Burling thing? I did. I did. It was. Shocking. It was good. Come on. <laughs> it was shocking. It was shocking. <laughs> now he's he's the best English player they've ever had. Full stop. Yeah. And 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 he's doing the same thing he does for Tottenham now. He's playing sure. two positions. He's making, but, you know, the, Jack Grealish irrelevant. The story of this game, though, is Bellingham. Uh, and this narrative for England is Bellingham and how he's changed their stodginess through athleticism and power. He now partnered yeah, sure. with Rice. He now gives them an outlet that can take them from defense to attack to get that ball to Kane. The problem was no one was getting the ball to Kane to hit those balls around the corner. It would go backwards. It mm -hmm. would go sideways. 
it would go to it would go to the fullback and they would cross it and there would be nobody there and whatever. But now you have this dynamic runner who's pressing forward and really driving the team forward. And right. I I do hope that the hyperbolic England machine does not kill this kid, but he's athletic, he's big. Just stay out he's, of England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not in England, which is good for him. Uh, but he's when you look at him, he's got that big frame where you're kind of like, oh, he's 19 years old. I know this is a little bit crazy, but as I watched him, I couldn't help think, of, but think of like a LeBron, like a teenager who's got a man's body. Sure. And you're just like, holy shit, this is something else. And then every interview with him, every conversation with him is he's got that super brain, that super head where you're just like, oh, he has the other thing. He's yeah. not Jack Grealish getting drunk. He's like, I'm very serious about this. I'm competitive as fuck. I'm going to go win this game, you know, defending his teammates, being like, yo, stop shitting on fucking Jordan Henderson. He's our captain. He's really fucking good. And I pass him the ball. If he goes to Liverpool, fine. I don't think he will. He should try and like take a team that's out of the ordinary and be like, this is my team. Fuck you guys. I'm Aston Villa. Fuck. Exactly. Like something weird like that. <laughs> but um, he's been great. And he was a part of both goals. You know, he set up, he set up the, he set up the Henderson goal. And then he makes the run that's Foden to Kane for the second goal. And then the third, I don't even remember, but really strong performances. And we're getting to the point where like, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, but just like all the teams are really fucking good. I mean, yeah. we talked about it earlier, but just like, you know, they haven't had any liabilities from, I mean, Pickford did make an early save in that Senegal game. Senegal had a moment where it was touch and go. Once England scored a first goal, they died. They were just like, oh, we're Senegal. They just, I, I do well, and think, a, and, and a Mane-less Senegal, right? It has to be said. Um, yeah, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have dropped like that. Like they were, they were fine. They just, I think that's something that happens. And this is all anecdotal, and I, I, I don't know. And maybe we have African listeners or English fans who are of African descent. Just like, what is it about something with some of these lesser nations or less history, or there's an inferiority complex that, like, when something goes wrong. Maybe it's not Africa. Maybe it's just any team. Lots of teams. England was like this. I shouldn't have said that. They were. They were they like just, this. They, but they they collapse. They can't. They can't. They, well, they somehow the prompt. moment gets to them and they go. Oh, it's England. We can't possibly mm, recover. See, I I think you're only looking at half the pitch here, right? When something happens, when England score a goal, two things happen. Senegal goes fuck, and England is like sharks with blood in the water, right? Yeah. And so they go. We got no, no, no. We see you flinching, and we're not going to stop. Right. And right. so that's kind yeah, of, so, so, so yes, you, it's both. that may be true about Senegal, the nerves, yes, both. the nerves on both sides. And it yeah, just, I don't know. I just I, keep pressing and pushing down on them. Right? But I and do, so. I think that about the USA, there's these moments where you're just like, oh, we're playing the Netherlands. Oh, we give a goal. We can't possibly beat them. Or, I don't you know. know. We're playing, I don't think we're playing so. Germany, but it didn't feel that way. Some of the teams like the Japanese with against Germany or South Korea or all those things, they never felt that way. That was what made it so interesting is that they did continue to fight. Or South mm -hmm. Korea against Spain, I, rather, when they just kept going, which sure. was amazing. Well, actually, South was it Japan? Japan beat Germany and Spain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, uh, I had not Japan <laughs> in both those games. Yeah, so that was pretty wild. And then I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk Poland, France, easy game, not a problem. Mbappe being just wide open and free. And then we sort of quickly talked about Giroud. He sets the record for goals for France. That's a name brand country, and he's not a name brand striker. You know, he defeat he takes it off of of Thierry Henry, and I think you know we it'd be unfair to sort of just sort of shit on Giroud. He's just there filling space, 
doing his thing. He's never, he's not the striker you want. He's the striker you need. Uh, and he allows Mbappe and Dembele to do the things they do. And they have an easy, I mean, we said earlier on, like, Poland are awful. But this was weirdly their best performance. They kind of took it to France a little bit. Sure. They get a consolation goal, but they just are not possible. And then I had one comment about this game. Uh, I'm starting to wonder why the fuck Deschamps plays Griezmann constantly and doesn't stop, but I have the reason. He actually is a striker who defends. He always mm-hmm. is back in defense, the little fucker. Anyway, France, I do worry about your boy, Loris. He's always fucking dropping something, making a weird pass. Yeesh. <laughs> well, that's going to set up the best game in the tournament, I think. Yeah. Uh, the for We'll go through the final, and this is going to be the, the, the best game, right? So England-France quarterfinals Saturday afternoon, uh, 10 p.m. local time in Qatar, um, which is what a couple of our games were. Um yeah, I, I I mean of the four quarterfinals, that is the headline, and it's the yes. and it's really it's fourteen uh, fifteen. It's the Battle right. of Agincourt. It's go. France England. It's their first World Cup meeting ever. Who is Harry Kane, Henry V? Who will be the British archers? Is it gonna be uh, Kyle Walker locking down Mbappe? This is just like a battle of heavyweights. I think the weird thing for England is, is their media is just like, what are we going to do against Mbappe? When really they should start thinking, what's France going to do with Kane? Like they have players who can hurt people. They've got to change their mentality of like, no, no, no. You have to adapt to us. Mm -hmm. Whereas their media is all just, oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. Can I just do my one thing that I researched for the Portuguese teams that we didn't talk about Portugal and Brazil? I'm going to have to practice this. Now, Nakara, not in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal and Brazil both smashed their oh, opponents. Goodness. And all we got out of this narrative was Ronaldo not with not playing and a hat trick from Gonzalo Ramos. And then your boy Richarlison. The, the celebrating and doing the chicken neck dance with Tite, a little bit much. Yeah, no, I want, I want Brazil. Uh, I'm just... On behalf of everyone who had to deal with that, I, yeah. I want Brazil. And, 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 and just to sort of keep it in, they're going to get Croatia, uh, Brazil, because we started doing the previews. And they're going to just finals. muck the shit out of that game. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's going to frustrate Brazil. Yeah. It, it's the right strategy because it's going to frustrate Brazil, right? Yeah. And they yeah. want to have their flashy bullshit. And the less they're able to do that, the more it, it benefits them. And the Croatians are shit. They're going to kick Neymar they're not yeah. stupid they're not gonna be like the South Koreans and be nice they're gonna fucking give it to him <laughs> as well they should, well they should. <laughs> but the, the Koreans take a red go home go home in a bag come on let's <laughs> yeah. go. I wanted the Koreans to just like find that extra gear uh but yeah so Portugal um I think we should talk about Ronaldo a little bit even even though he wants us to I yeah I don't I I hate him I hate him it's over just, right it's just completely it's over. just so it's it's I don't I don't know what depressing is the word but like it's icky just, it's yeah it's sad right like hey buddy uh you got away with this you know at Juventus realistically yeah right you went to United you threw a 16, 18 month hissy fit uh Basically. and okay. You're fresh off of that, and you do the exact same thing with Portugal. By the way, the Portugal that you always said you cared about more than anything, the 2016 no. Euros, he was no. hurt, and he was like coaching on the sideline. So 
it's so grossly apparent now that it actually was, and I, and we knew this at the club level, Mask but off. even it's it's so <laughs> always all about you. Um, <laughs> Come on, dude. And 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 for a long time it was because you're you're the best player in the world for a long time. Yeah. And now you're not. You're the fourth best attacker on your national team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifth, and, if you count Diego Jota. Um. Yeah. So I just. And our and it's, our guy our our guy Gonzalo Ramos, the guy from Wolves, gets right? a hat trick, the youngest player to get a hat trick in the World Cup, and he has to and they have to deal with the bullshit of of whatever. I mean, like Benfica, yeah. he's he's you know another young Benfica guy. They're gonna sell him now for billions of dollars, and, and that'll fund their next striker that they find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so so he gets his hat trick, and you know. It, Pepe's still there, but there's a way to do it, right? You've got a guy like Pepe who's who's 38. He's four years older than Ronaldo, scoring goals, fighting for the team, fighting for the shirt. And you've got Ronaldo just, why are you taking me off? I'm like, dude, I just you're 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 cooked. And just not only that, there's no there's there's no self-awareness, there's no grace. And I think that's the important thing here. Like, um, you know. But those super competitive guys, that's what happens, right? That's no, how but, it goes. But, but that's but okay. But again, you should want and I understand you've won everything there is to win at the club level. You don't give a fuck anymore. Okay, fine. Um, I still don't like it, but I can put that aside and I can pretend for a second. But if you do that on the national team level, like you shouldn't be allowed in the stadium for the next game. You should yeah. be sent home, sent yeah. to wherever the fuck you just signed that huge Saudi Arabia. Go, go, go cash. You know, go, you go know cash your is. money. You know what? It has to be. Nobody cares. It has to be this. It's, I think he could probably handle it. It's that Messi is still doing it. Okay. It's that narr- but you know what I mean? I'm just sort of like trying to be empathetic and think about it in his head. He's just like, fuck, that, but Messi's still going. How, why, why can't I do that? Because you never learn to pass. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to jump out of that, but I just wanted to cover the the Portugal teams, the Brazilian team. They got in trouble for dancing, open a little question about whether you should be dancing. It's about fun. Wait, it doesn't bother me. A word on Portugal, and I, re- I read this after the fact. Um, I think it was the first goal, right? Four minutes, five minutes in by Gonzalo Ramos. Um, if you notice, your very own Bernardo Silva does not celebrate, <gasps> right? Did you see this? No, what happened? Okay. So the entire team and subs goes and piles on off the field in the corner behind the corner flag. Uh, Bernardo Silva stops at the corner flag and he looks like he's pouting. He looks like he's pulling a Ronaldo, but in actuality, he's staying on the field. If everybody is off the field, then um, the op- opposition can play the play it right from kickoff and go oh, and score. Very smart. So he stopped. <laughs> And if you watch, there's a picture of him standing there, and it looks like he's being the asshole. No, no, but no. But he's actually smart and holding the Uh huh. So oh, very, very, very wise by your friend Bernardo Silva. <laughs> well, I'm sure um, that's one of those details that Pep probably taught him just to give Pep some credit. Oh, I'm sure it was. A sick fuck. Anyway, that team's good. Uh, you know, I hate Bruno. They're the most complainy team in the world, but it looks like they've got something, and it, it involves not having Ronaldo in it. He's, it completely unlocks and makes everything free and opens everything up and everyone's free. They all respect him. And so it, it makes them play tight because they don't want to get yelled at. And when he's not there, they're all just like, oh, we're a team again. We can be, we can play the way we want to. I think yeah. the shocking thing is that the coach actually did it in the middle. He played mm-hmm. him for the first three games and then didn't. So I doubt we'll see him again. I 
don't see any reason why Ronaldo should play again, especially no. the way he's behaved. Okay, now we can go to the Battle of Agincourt. Sorry, I just wanted to go back. So we can go forward again. <laughs> All right, let's get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, England, France, this is a... Uh, this is big. This is a big deal. It's it's so hard, you know. How we talked about so many times, like how do we handle buildup? Do you know what I mean? Like this is like as big a game as there is. It should get the biggest ratings in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. between these two countries, they've all colonized about all of Africa and half of Asia. <laughs> so have they colonized? Good... Did they colonize every team from the group stage? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so there's some there's some connection to all of them. So it's just this amazing kind of like clash of history, clash of cultures, clash of like these heavyweights of history and politics and just all of it. And just it just re just brings together, you know, everyone's history books. And but there's really not that much to talk about in terms of the game of just like how does how does France's weakened midfield deal with the English midfield? Is Declan Rice gonna be there? He's hurt. Can they match up with with Bellingham? I don't know. And then will Southgate be too defensive? We have to see Foden. We know we'll see Kane. And then Raheem Sterling, sadly, has let, had to go home. His home was broken into. His family wasn't there, thank God. But he may come back. May, will Southgate feel like he has to play him? Foden was fantastic. Again, the more that the younger players play, the better. I think the five sub thing makes these things less worrisome because they seems teams have been using them. But You've got I'm excited parachute. for this game. This is the biggest. This is the biggest game uh, of my footballing sort of interest. This is probably uh, the biggest game since France and Italy in the final in 2006. Yeah, it's it's just massive. It's just massive. And then I think you know for other sort of more old school Netherlands Argentina 78 rematch famously. Uh, the Kempas game, he scores two. They win an extra time. Uh, this was actually the first. The 78 World Cup was famously the first kind of like, oh, we don't care that we have dictators in charge. This was the uh, military coup in Argentina where they famously used to take people in planes and throw them out into the Pacific Ocean. So this was really the moment that the darkness <laughs> descended on FIFA. <laughs> it was Qatar before Qatar where yeah. we were like, this is fucked up. Why the fuck are we here? <laughs> so, uh, but famously, there's always the pictures of the streams and just shit all over the pitch. But Argentina wins that, and the Dutch have never haven't been to a final since. That was the last of the total yeah, football were. teams. I'm oh, sorry, in 2010. But then you know they had gone in 74. I think they went to two finals in a row. 74 was against Germany, right? With Cruyff. Yes, yes. Where they completely dominated them and lost two one. <laughs> I sent I sent everyone on the chat this really good video of a Pakistani guy going through all the times that Germany has how, how, football. Germany is the angel of death, so you should not <laughs> feel bad for Germany. It's it's quite good. Uh, one thing, one omission from that I did expect, and I, I suppose I shouldn't be expecting Pakistani men to remember this, but um, one of the things he mentioned was going through South Korea in in South Korea in the two thousand and two yeah. semifinal. Well, yeah. to get there, they needed a bullshit handball off of Michael Ballack against the United States of America, uh, I believe in the quarters. Yeah, I wouldn't expect a, a Pakistani I'm guy to give a shit. I'm still mad about that. In seventh grade, I fucking ruined my whole day because the game was on at like 5.30 a.m. Oh, oh, yeah, those 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 Asian World Cups are never a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the the weirdest game here, there's, and then we have two, we've got, we've got Argentina, we've got the Battle of Agincourt we do in France, 
versus England. We've got this rematch of the 78. And then we've got two funky matchups where it's clear the the not in the face. What, what was the word I said? Now Nakara. Uh, we have Portugal versus Morocco and Brazil versus Croatia. I have more faith in Croatia, but there's a lot of minutes in the legs of the Croatians. They're old. They're tough. And can they even hang with Brazil? Every minute it stays nil-nil. Every minute it's tied. Every minute there's a problem I think is good for um, Croatia. They've got to muck this thing up. They have to go full Diego Simeone style. They've got to go, we can't run with these dudes, so we have to make it ugly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as we don't want to see that, the... No, I want to see that. the Croatians are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be lying down on the ground in the first minute. And if they it should. were any, if it were any other team left, or any other team, probably in the entire World Cup, uh, I, I would not want to see that. I would be like, ah, oh, that sucks. This is a waste of two hours. I want to see Brazil struggle and feel pain and, and lose suffer. on penalties <laughs> and lose on penalties. No, I want to see. Them I want Neymar to I miss it. I want to see lose on a on an own goal in uh, the 113th minute. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then I think if if Cristiano was still the focal point for Portugal, I would have more worry against Morocco because then there would be no runs in behind. But if Ronaldo's not going to play, I think they can handle Port- Morocco. You know, um and, and, and Morocco's and, really good defensively. That's their thing. You know, they haven't given up almost, a goal. Um that was a, that was an interesting start. I was very surprised it wasn't Rafael Leal. Um Yeah. He's been coming so, off. He got a goal in the end. He got a goal in the 92nd. But I'm, I'm, and that's not a, that's not a criticism. I'm obviously the, the kid scored a hat trick. But, um, I was very surprised that a it wasn't Ronaldo and b it wasn't Leal in, in place of Ronaldo. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think that you know, like you said, I, this this is one where the five subs win the game for Portugal if they haven't already, right? You know, that's uh, one thing. To- by the way, that's one thing I haven't. It really hasn't been discussed. And now that we're in this final grouping. And we see all these all these big heavyweights, aside from Germany, really not making it, and Italy not making it at all. The five sub thing really hasn't been discussed that much. As a hey, the teams that are deep should have a huge advantage. Yeah. So someone like England, it's easier to keep the team on side. I think one thing that Tite has done with Brazil, and people are like, "Why are you doing this?" He has gotten every single player on his twenty six man roster play, even the third goalkeeper. So mm-hmm. how do you manage your team? You have a much better shot now. To get everyone involved, you have all these options. You can redo your whole front line. These are things that were completely you couldn't do, and so you had more risk. And I think you can really change things now that make it a big difference. And probably in the future, we'll probably see more and more bigger teams. I mean, the big teams win all the time. There's only been what six different champions, right? I think. Um, here's one for you. Mm. We didn't have to worry, but he did come on, right? Um, but if it's a tight game with Morocco. They're hanging tough like they did to Spain. Does does Ronaldo come on? Do you give him the opportunity to be the hero? If there's penalties, you bring him on. Right. Well, okay. But so okay. But I don't know. What, I don't know. Point if it's if it's nil-nil, right? If it's nil-nil, and let's just pretend it goes nil-nil 120 minutes. If it's nil-nil, what minute do you bring him on? I think it depends on the state of the game. I think it depends if it's You're one of these have things. Control, though. Right. That's what I mean. If it's like crossing the box time and you don't have to press them really anymore, 
and you just need someone that if it drops to them, you feel 90% sure he's going to hit it and put it in. I think you've got to allow that narrative to happen. Um, so yeah, I think you can't deny, especially if the other guys are getting tired, you, you put them in and, you know, 85, let them play the, play the extra you time wait out. that long. If it's nil, nil, right. I'm not going to give him, I'm not going to give him a half an hour. You've got Leao, you've got Ruben Neves. If you want to try and control things in the midfield, Joao Cancelo didn't even start for this team uh, in, in the last game. So you've well, got a lot of attacking adjacent options, right? Vitinha. Um, so but it's Cristiano. You, you bring him on late. You get him. I know. I know. I know. I don't I'm know. not saying I I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate to an extent. I don't know the here. answer. But I think, um, I think if it's 0 0, can you imagine he scores a goal to minute. put them through? It of course. Would be amazing. And if it's 0 0 in the 70th minute, I think you've, and, and depending on, well, let's just pretend it's the same lineup. Um, you don't take Bruno off uh, because he's a penalty taker. Uh, can you take Ramos off? I, I guess, right? Like, okay. I, I would assume that it would be a like for like thing where it's somebody who run and they're well, done. then it would be Ramos or Felix. Yeah, I would. I would not trust Joe Felix for penalties. I just don't get a sense that he's. Yeah, that's fair. But you're not, not thinking about penalties. You're thinking. Oh, thinking about winning a game. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, minute. I don't know. These are why coaches are because there's 50 minutes left in that game theoretically. Yeah, I think I'd bring him on. Maybe 80. Maybe. Just to see, okay. just just to change it up if I don't feel like anything's happening. But you have to know that the second you put Cristiano on, he becomes the focal point of the team. So you have to have right. players like it has to be kind of like Bruno's already off. Because if you you know what I mean? Like No, I think Bruno stays on because then he facilitates that. Yeah, but he break he does he stop he st- he sucks when Ronaldo's playing with yeah, him. Yeah, that's fair. All right, here's a fun one. Yeah. In the four quarterfinals. Yes. Who is the who is the player who shockingly misses a penalty between the Netherlands, Argentina, Croatia, Brazil, England, France, and Morocco and Portugal? Well, it wouldn't be a shock because Messi misses penalties all the time. <laughs> oh no, he does. I know he does. I know it wouldn't does. be a shock. It wouldn't be. I think that to be fair, the biggest shock would be if Kane missed one. Don't you bring that evil on me. All right. I don't care. I don't even want England to win, but I'm going to have to fucking hear about it because you know what? He's white. So it's not even like it's racial abuse like it was with Saka. Okay? It would just be abuse abuse. It would just be abuse abuse. <laughs> Traditional good old white man abuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but going, would, he, I'm going to Neymar. Be, oh, my God. That would be great. He would. Oh, cry. it would be beautiful. Oh, God. It would be amazing. I certainly hope he missed. I, I, loathe, I mean, if there is a player I loathe in soccer more, it's definitely Neymar. Has anyone gotten less out of more? Like just oh no 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 just uh, fuck Diego you completely. Costa, um, Diego Costa. No, I mean still... he's gotten more out of. Like, sorry, a more out of. Oh yeah, he's just so good and just provides nothing. Like the the holding onto the ball and then wondering why you get kicked. I'm like, dude, move the ball. Yeah. Yeah, or that's fair. he's so good and you just like wh- why are you injured again? Can you just not fucking get kicked? Yeah. Just move the ball. Your play for Bar- for Brazil. They're amazing. Just get rid of it. And then he's like, oh, I got kicked. Why are they kicking me? Because you're yeah. a dick. <laughs> anyway, I think we're done. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll, uh, oh, we'll be excited. Wait, 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 wait. Predictions. Yes. Come on. France, uh, England. What do you got? I've got England 2-1 in extra time. 
Harry Kane brace each two one in extra time. So you're saying that he's going to score a goal in like the hundredth minute. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dutch Argentina. Uh, Argentina I think I, going away. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think this is like a one nil kind of thing with Messi. I think it's all Messi, 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 and he gets something late and they they get it done and and put out the Dutch. I would love that. I think they score early and they they do what the U.S. could have done to the Netherlands. I think I, they I'm, get one early. I'm pretty sure you have you have England in the final. Yes, I have England winning it, actually. And I have Argentina in the final. So let me not make sure I don't make a prediction that kicks my teeth. I think I think the predictions <laughs> I think the predictions we had uh were were I think we set them up incorrectly because I did it on the fly when we were fucking around no, the show. It does, but it does, it does. um but no I I think I think Argentina does to the Netherlands what the US wishes they had enough talent to do, and I think they yeah, win three. Yeah, Okay, you think Argentina 3-1, even though they haven't scored more than two goals yet. Anyway, okay, Morocco-Portugal, I think this is a massive mismatch. Um, It is tough to see. It's tough to see Morocco going through again. It has to be Portugal. It has to, it has to, it has to. I can't see anything else. This is an an easy one. It's like, it's 2-0, it's... It's one, it's two nil, it's three nil. I can't see Morocco scoring unless Ziyech runs free and they let them. I just, there's just no, there's I no logic. Yeah. One nil to I think, Portugal. I think they, they struggle and then they get the goal mid second half. And is it Ronaldo? Does no. he come on? It's not, no, it's Bruno. Bruno. It's Bruno. Bruno. Okay. From the outside the box. Gotcha. Yes. yes. And then Croatia, Brazil. Is this a non, non face? Non. Well, let me see no. if I write it. Let me get nil, it. Again. Nil, nil, Croatia in penalties. <laughs> now Nakata. No, it's not now Nakata. It's not now Nakata. It's <laughs> Nakata for Brazil. It's in the face for Brazil. You're saying Croatia is going to get through Brazil on yes. penalties. Yes. Nil, nil. <laughs> wow. That's I am. Amazing. Okay. All right. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chopped Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, but it's been getting loose during the World Cup. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll likely pod on Sunday or Monday, not Thursday. So you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. Thank you, everyone in England. Thank you, FanHub. You are dreams to work with. In fact, you never ask us to do anything. Amazing. Battle of Agincourt, 1415.